Hey friends, and welcome to Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as my trusty pal and friend Linda loves to say, it's the show that helps you grow. She said it with extra pizzazz today because we are joined by two, not one, two very special guests. Rob Jacobs, you know him, you love him. It's been a little bit since he's been on, but we're happy to have him back. Um, Our boss, our friend Rob, say hi to our fellow listeners. It's good to be back. Yes, and uh, first-time guest, um, Andrew O'Neill. He is the newest member of the spiritual growth team here at Saddleback. Andrew, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Perfect, and we are um, excited because today we are going to introduce a Christian spiritual practice. It might be new for you. It might be something that you've done before or done kind of in different ways, but we are excited to kind of talk about this practice of Divina. And so we invited Rob um, on here because Rob uh, has been especially taking the time to learn about and dive into this practice. So first, we're going to talk about this practice a little bit, a little bit about where it comes from, Rob's history with it. And then we're actually going to do a, 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 a practice of Divina with you so that you can kind of get a sense of what it looks like. Now, so Rob, let's kind of dive into Divina. People may hear that and say, that sounds, uh, that sounds really, I don't know what that means. So what is Divina? Well, Divina is just Latin for divine. So the practice we're going to work on today is something called Lectio Divina, which Latin is just, uh, Lectio is just the word for uh, reading. Lectio is reading in Latin. So Lectio Divina, divine reading. And uh, that's what we'll We'll go through the it's it's an approach that was developed for scripture meditation by Benedict of Nursia or famously Saint Benedict. Uh, and Benedict lived between 480 and 547. And um, when he was young, he had moved from where he grew up um, to Rome, but then kind of got frustrated with Rome and kind of the uh, immorality and paganism and stuff he saw there. So he, he moves out to this cave about 30 miles east of Rome, and he lives as a hermit, pretty severe privation, pretty severe uh, circumstances, had very little contact with people. And actually, there's a story of that there was a, a very admiring monk that was trying to, you know, understand Benedict more. And so he would deliver food for Benedict uh, from above the cave, he would dangle it in front of the cave mm. with a rope and had a bell attached to it to let Benedict know that. <laughs> so now eventually he attracts enough followers, and with some of the blessing of the church, he establishes these 12 monasteries with 12 monks each, and at this this goes on for some point. And then uh, later he comes with some of his other disciples and establishes another monastery, this time on the mountain above Casino, uh, about 80 miles south of Rome. This is the famous uh, Monte Cassino. It's a f- place of a famous battle in World War II, in fact. Um, and so they named the order after him. So this is where we get the Benedictine order of monks, mm. um, so the Benedictine monks. And Benedict writes a set of guidelines for these monks called a rule. And eventually the rule of St. Benedict is what we call it today. But a rule is just, it just organizes their day into regular periods of communal and private prayer, sleep, uh, spiritual reading, and, and manual labor. They, they were big believers in manual labor. So this comes from St. Benedict. That's kind of the background of it. And it's re- really, it's just this approach to how we want to engage, a different way to engage with the world. 
the word. So it's not Bible study. Um, this is this divine reading is just it's a spirit, scriptural reading. It's a meditation and prayer all kind of combined together uh, to really help us promote our communion and experience with God and to help us, you know, while we're increasing our knowledge of God's world. So Lectio Divina doesn't treat the scripture in a sense as just a text to be studied. We, we have Bible study methods. We can do that. But when we come to the, when we come to the Bible and we come to scripture in Lectio, we're coming of it, thinking of it as a living word um, that Hebrews four twelve that the word is living and active. And so, um, in Lectio, we read and reread and reread again a, a passage of Scripture slowly. I want to emphasize that. We're reading slowly and prayerfully. So we're not picking huge portions of Scripture that we can just kind of rush through. We want to actually think about maybe a smaller portion so that you can really seep in it and sit with it. So slowly, prayerfully. And again, it's we're trying to create this intimacy with Jesus. So as I've said before, it's not Bible study. This is a slow chewing and re-chewing of the passage to let it speak to us. So we approach the living Word of God ready to hear the Lord speak to us, and we anticipate that this powerful historical text filled with many different types of writing, this inspired text, will each day can be freshly applied to us by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. plays such a huge role here, and it can be applied to us and ourselves today. So we can read something that we may have read hundreds of times before, but as we come to it in this approach and this posture, we can get something new to it today out with the Holy Spirit. So what this requires is a sense of humility, right? So we're going to let the Scripture speak to us. We're going to let the text and the Holy Spirit together speak to us to transform us uh, and create that sense of intimacy with Jesus. Yeah, it's important to know that it's not a practice for you to go in saying, I'm going to own this Lectio Divina today. I'm going to show myself and God how much I know. About, it's, it's the exactly, opposite of that. It's the opposite of that. We really want to open ourselves up, again, prayerfully and slowly, open ourselves up in this kind of demeanor, just kind of posture of humility and submission to waiting to hear from God, to waiting to hear from the Holy Spirit to speak that still, small voice into our mind. So how did you start learning about this practice and really start adopting it yourself? Well, like many things, you just kind of start, you hear, you know, someone um, leads you through it. So, um, you know, there's I, moments at the retreat um, center where we've had people come in and this was just one of the, the practices that they used. And so it's not something that's completely unique. I mean, many of our listeners have probably actually heard of Lectio and have done Lectio before, but um it's just something that, you know, like sometimes you just, you know, go searching around on the internet or, you know, whatever. It's I wouldn't say there's like some esoteric, you know, I didn't sit with a monk and learn some special <laughs> thing. It's, you know, there's plenty of books that um, use Lectio in it. Uh, many of Dallas Willard's writings have, refer to Lectio Divina. And so it's just one of those things that kind of bubbled up into my into my awareness. And so, you know, I, like many things, it's like, you know, try it out, see if it, you know, creates any, uh, you know, value in in it. Um, and so for me, it's just been very helpful, um, a very helpful practice that I've kind of used throughout different seasons of, of, of my life where there's been, there's been months where I did Lectio every single day. That was my typical reading practice. And there's been other times when I've used Lectio Divina just maybe once a week or, or in just a retreat setting or something like that. So 
Again, this is just a practice. Again, the practices are not the thing we're after, right? The practice helps us get to the thing we're after, right. which is Jesus. So. Just to clarify, you did not have to go to a cave. I did not go to a cave. Okay. I did not go to a cave. <laughs> I mean, I've been to many drive throughs but, sure <laughs> but I sat in a cave waiting for a bell. <laughs> so how did the Divina practices work? What are the, what are the steps or, or how does it work? Well, typically what you'll do is um, you want to find a, a, a script, piece of scripture that's, you know, a smaller, you know, a paragraph, maybe two paragraphs at the most. Um, and so there's just a few a few stages to it. So like what what I would do is prepare myself, and that would be to sit quietly for a few minutes. Uh, one of the things I like to do is list the things I'm grateful for. So I have a journal, and I might list a few things down that I'm grateful for. And all I'm doing there is just kind of, relaxing and opening, opening myself up to what the Holy Spirit might have for me. Um, I'm breathing, I'm being still, I'm being quiet. And uh, I like, for myself, I like to use a few scriptures that help get my mind settled. So 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, mm-hmm. famous verse, all scripture is breathed out and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Um, I often use Luke twenty four forty five. Then Jesus opened their minds so they could understand scriptures. Another one I use frequently: First Samuel three ten. Speak, Lord, the ser- your servant is listening. Now, once I'm relaxed, once I'm settled, once I'm comfortable, then I would go into the first reading. That first reading is called lectio. Um, so, following a preparation, um, you come into this slow and gradual reading of the scriptural passage. And you're trying to listen to God's word with what Benedict called the ears of our hearts, or in Latin, mm. orum cordis. Uh, again, so we're not in a hurry. Uh, when the passage is read, it's, we're not trying to assign meaning to it, right? We're not breaking out our, our tools, our Bible study tools. Again, we're not going and looking in concordances and trying to find the Greek or the Hebrew here. We're just, we're just letting it wash over us, and we're waiting for the action of the Holy Spirit to start to bring things up to illuminate the mind as we ponder on it, as we sit with it. We're listening with our senses, with our heart and our soul and our mind. Again, not studying. Uh, we're listening and waiting for that still, small voice. And usually there'll be uh, one word or even one phrase that we feel like is singled out or being pointed to, um, and we want to grab a hold of that and just kind of sit with that. Um, and then maybe think about, okay, what is it about this particular word? Um, and so one thing you can do here is you can journal that. Um, so I often will do that here. I'll, I'll, I have a journal with me. I'll write that word down. I'll write that phrase down. And again, I'm just going to sit with it. I'm not going to try and you know um, do a Bible study about it because it's just <laughs> that's the word that the Holy Spirit gave to me. And so I might just receive it. And then I'll, I'll wait, I'll breathe, I'll relax for just a few, maybe a few seconds, maybe a minute or so. And then when I'm ready, I'll go into the second reading. So the first reading is Lectio, and that's just, you go through the passage the first time, and you're waiting for the Holy Spirit to kind of point, put its finger on the word or that phrase and say, that, that's what I have for you today, without over-evaluating it. So you just kind of capture that and sit with it. Got it. So, again, we're about to do a, a practice of this, um, altogether. But for our listeners, is there anything that you, if if our listeners 
listen to this and they and, and hear the practice and they say, I want to engage with this more, what would you point them to? Yeah, well... Well, before I point them to something, let me let me maybe walk our our audience through kind of the the rest of oh, the uh, the rest of those things. So after we've done that first reading, we're going to do our second reading, and this that phrase is called meditatio, uh, which just means you know we're going to meditate, we're going to reflect on it. So we would reread the same passage for the second time again, slowly, prayerfully. We're going to meditate on what has been read. We're going to kind of just hold it very lightly in our hands and consider it. Maybe we'll kind of. Imagine turning it around and upside down and kind of looking at it through some various angles to kind of see if we're prompted. But we're just ruminating on it. We're, we're sitting with it. We're kind of chewing on it over and over and over. And again, that, that word or that phrase that's been brought up and um, asking ourselves, is there anything that uh, this is describing for us? How, how is it informing our thoughts and our feelings is there anything that it's doing to inform our beliefs and desires? And this is really where we're doing the work of renewing our minds, as Romans twelve two would point to. So we're just mm-hmm. we're sitting with it. We're letting it inform us. We're we're seeing what comes up around our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, our desires. Um, and again, if I had a journal, maybe I would capture some of those thoughts. Um, and if not, again, I would just be I'd be sitting there again, relaxed, take a few minutes, and then we would go into the third reading. And the third reading is called Aratio. So this is where we're looking for uh, to see if there's anything that the Holy Spirit is calling us to pray about, to respond to in any way. Um, and we, we speak and express to Jesus whatever comes up for us. So we might be confessing a sin, a struggle, a hurt, a hang-up or something, we, something that we, we heard and resonated deeply with um, and we listen and let Jesus shape our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions and guide our will. Some of the questions we might sit and ask ourselves are, what would God have me receive in this today? Um, what, is, what is he saying to us? What is he inviting us into? And how would you have me think, feel, or act uh, in response to this, to this reading? Um, and again, so I would maybe spend some time journaling that, um, sitting with it, praying through it, um, you know, having that conversation with Jesus about what, he, what I feel like he's calling me to. Um, and then would come the fourth part, and this is called contemplatio, which just means to contemplate, to rest, to think, to think deeply about. And I don't reread the scripture here. I just sit, and I sit in a silent prayer that's basically expressing my love for God. Mm-hmm. So almost as if you're sitting in the arms of Jesus. You're just laid back. You feel his arms around you. You're just comfortable with him, next to him, whatever um, the Holy Spirit's bringing up. You're just, you're very comfortable in this. Think of it as resting in God's arms. So you're just in his presence. Um, And if there's any further thinking that comes up, you just let it flow easily. You pray some more. And then in this spot, um, I like to read Psalm 131, 2 through 3, which says, I'm humbled and quieted in your presence, like a contented child who rests on its mother's lap. I'm resting. I'm your child resting my soul and is content in you. Oh, people of God, your time has come to quietly trust, waiting upon the Lord now and forever. And usually I'll sit anywhere from, you know, two to even as long as 20 minutes, just sitting quietly. I usually have a good warm cup of coffee I'll sit with. I'll look out the window. I'll look at the things I've written. I may close my eyes for a little bit. I don't like to close my eyes for very long because 
feel like I'll I might fall, fall asleep, asleep. But, you know, it's just, it's just imagine you're sitting in a chair or sitting on the couch next to Jesus, and you don't have to say much. Uh, you just, you're just there with each other. It's like, for those people who have been married a long time, sometimes you just sit with your spouse, and you're just comfortable. You're just there. And that's that fourth uh, thing. And then after that, you know, uh, capture anything in your journal, make your final little prayer, and then you would head out uh, fr- from that into your day. But um, that's kind of the the movements of, of Lectio Divina. So, so for people who are interested, again, we're about to do a practice of this. So for people who are interested, because we want to kind of end the podcast with the practice. So if people want to learn more or they want to do this for themselves, what are some resources that you would encourage them to look at? Well, obviously, you just, you just need a Bible and maybe a piece of paper or a journal is really all you need. Um, we have our friends who have been on the podcast many times, Bill and Christy Galtier, Soul Shepherding. They actually have uh, Lectio Divina guides that you can find on their website and some articles that explain other elements of it. So that might be a place to look. But really, it's just a place for you and I would say even your small group. Um, what you will hear us go through is me facilitating this and we're a group right here so doing this by yourself doing this with a group you just need a bible and you need paper Um, and so this isn't something that requires a whole lot uh, (laughs) you just need some time and some uh and a comfortable place to sit and maybe a good cup of coffee and you're good to go obviously if benedict could do it in a cave uh we could probably do it right do it here well they did have great coffee yeah, that must be true. Yeah, that must be a big that. part of that. <laughs> uh, so, so Rob laid out the steps um, of the practice. Um, we are going to engage in this practice of Lectio Divina right now. Now, normally, this practice could take you know as long as you have, as long as you can set aside this time to do that. We will be doing a shortened version of that here because we don't want this podcast to go on uh, for a very long time. And so so we actually, um, we did this practice before we started recording. So what you'll hear is that the time between Rob's promptings and our responses will be shortened because we've already done this practice and we will be sharing our responses in a shorter time than what you would probably want to do if you were doing this practice yourself. And don't do this in the car. I was, I was literally, I was literally (laughs) going to say, don't do this in the car. Don't, if you have the stove on, do not do this. If you have the iron on, do not not do do this. Um, if the kids are in the bath, do not do this. You know, these are, these are just, again, we just want to cover our bases in terms of making sure that you're in a good, quiet spot where you're not going to harm yourself or others if you close your eyes. Um, great. So with that being said, we're, we're, I'm going to bring Andrew back now. Andrew, you're back with us. Hello. Hey. <laughs> the magic of the unmute button. And uh, we will be uh, beginning this practice now. Okay, first we will come to that place of preparation. So we're going to f- sit quietly, find that comfortable place, and we're going to sit for a few minutes and maybe even uh, bring to mind or write down uh, a few of the things that we are grateful for, the small things, the big things, the little things. What are we grateful for? But we're, we're breathing, we're being still, we're being quiet. We are in preparation. 
and we are bringing to mind scripture verses that help us get our minds settled. Luke 24, 45, then Jesus opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. 1 Samuel 3.10, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And now we are prepared, we are relaxed, and we are open. And we come to our first reading, Lectio. And today we'll be doing Lectio with Exodus 3.1-4 from the New King James. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock back to the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. Again, we're not in a hurry. You're listening with your senses, and you would simply write down a word or phrase that the Holy Spirit brought to mind. So the question you might ask yourself is, what is the word or phrase that especially stood out to you, touched your heart, grabbed your attention? And so you would take a few moments here in this first reading to consider what that phrase or word is, to maybe write it down, but you would ponder it, sit with it, let it roll over you. And so we, as a group, have done that. And so if you're doing this by yourself, obviously you would know what that is. You would write it down. But as a group, what you would do is open the floor, open the space to if anyone would like to share. You don't want everyone to feel like they have to share. But if they do want to share, you would simply say the word or the phrase. There's no commentary connected with it. Just say what it is and let it um, come forth. When God saw that he had turned to look. Moses, Moses. Back of the desert. And behold. Okay, now we are going to enter into our second reading. This is meditatio, which just means meditate or reflect. We're going to reread the passage for a second time. Again, slowly and prayerfully, we're going to meditate on it and uh, ruminate on it and chew it over again and again, looking for that word or phrase that informs our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, and our desires. This is the renewing of our mind. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, 
why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. So what is the word or phrase that, again, is informing your thoughts or your feelings, your beliefs, your desires? Does this connect with the situation that you find yourself in? How does it make you feel? Ruminate on it. Chew on it. Go over it for a few minutes again and again. And then capture whatever that might be in your journal, if you wish. And if this is a group, after a few minutes, open it up to, again, allow anyone else to share. Again, without commentary, without comment back, we simply share, we allow it to come out. Living with open eyes. God knew Moses. The bush was not consumed. All right, our third reading, this is Oratio. <clears throat> and this is where we pray and respond. We respond to the word by offering our hearts to God in prayerful conversation. And we speak and express to Jesus whatever comes up for us. So we do a third reading. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. So here we'd be thinking about the personal invitation that the scripture is making to us. We may want to write down whatever that might be. Here we would be praying back to Jesus, offering him our thanks, confessing to him anything, struggles, hurts, sins, bringing these things up and allowing Jesus to shape our thoughts and feelings and emotions and guiding our will in response. Some questions that might come up that might be helpful is, what would God have you receive today? What is he saying to you? What is he inviting, inviting you into? And how would he have you think, feel, or act in response to this scripture? So again, you would note that. Pray about it. And if you're in a group, again, this would be a moment where you could allow the group, for those who feel so prompted, to share 
uh, what they think that is. Again, when we allow them to share, we don't comment back. We don't uh, critique it. We just listen and allow them to offer it. Start every morning in prayer to have open eyes to what God is doing in the world. He calls you when he sees that you've noticed. God says, I'm here with you, I see you, and I love you. Uh, He's reminding me that uh, in my job and in my work, uh, that God will meet me there. He's reminding me that I'm the bush, but I am not the flame. That he rests upon me, and I am just a place where he rests upon Okay, now the fourth part we call contemplatio, which means to contemplate and rest. So we do not reread the scripture here, but we simply sit back, relax, and contemplate what we have read, what we have heard from Jesus, um, the things maybe we have noted in our journal. And we just go into a period of very relaxed and comfortable silence from anywhere from, you know, two, again, two to you know, 12, 20 minutes. It just depends on where you're at and your comfortability with silence. This is where I like to sit and sip my coffee, look out the window. Um, but think of it as resting in God's arms, just really resting in God's presence. And uh, it's a place, again, if you feel prompted to write something or to pray further, please do. And I like to open this with Psalm 131, 2 through 3, which says, I am humbled and quieted in your presence. Like a contented child who rests on its mother's lap, I am your resting child, and my soul is content in you. O people of God, your time has come to quietly trust, waiting upon the Lord now and forever. And so we as a group uh, sat for just three minutes. Some of us closed our eyes for a part of that. Some of us opened, kept our eyes open. Uh, and again, this if you did this in a group, obviously you want to be mindful of the time of people sitting around with their eyes closed or open, not talking. It's, it's definitely a new <laughs> experience. Uh, and again, this would be another place where, again, if there's any last prompting to just share a thought uh, that came up or something that the Holy Spirit's giving you. Again, sharing in complete safety and trust uh, without comment or critique back, just listening to what others. Uh, we like to say that sharing your story changes your story. So this is just a part of that and mm-hmm. uh, giving that opportunity. I was thinking about how we often or we may find ourselves in a position of not wanting to see what God is doing out of fear of being called. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was thinking about where sometimes it's the place where you think you're in the remotest, most anonymous space is where he finds you in the most powerful of ways. Yeah, I was thinking about a situation that I've been facing and just, it was like, just let go. Like, you're not going to figure this out, and you can't fix it. But God just saying, I've got you. I'm with you, and you just need to rest with me. 
which is hard for me. <laughs> I was I was thinking of uh, just that comfort of and this image of Jesus next to me, mm. like standing next to me, but with his arm around me, um, kind of like a good friend who's just like, hey, mm-hmm. hey, buddy, like what's going on? Like, <laughs> you know, we're we're here together, and um, also just thinking about what's going on in my life, how Jesus is saying, hey, let's. Let's walk together. Let's go forward together with his arm around me. So friends, that was our practice of Divina for today. I hope that you enjoyed it. And again, we will have the links in the show notes to the materials from the Galtiers if you were uh, so inclined to want to check that out. Uh, we love you, and we will be back with you again next week. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes and go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events lastly you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com send us your thoughts send us your questions your bible questions your life questions whatever who knows your question might just inspire an upcoming episode thanks again for tuning in to doable discipleship i'm jason whelan and i hope you'll join us again next week